Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. <laughs> Best advice ever. We are men of the world, globetrotters. International playboys. Yes, of the world, of the world. Joe and Kieran. Anyway, today's episode is all about the ego. Um, we are going to explain why your ego is most probably behind all of your deepest fears and why you should be doing everything you possibly can to destroy your ego and we're also going to explore some methods for how you can do that i think a good place for us to start is for us to define the definition of ego because when we had this um idea to do the episode about this we had different ideas of what that word meant isn't that right that is indeed correct Good. So what I, what I think of when I think of the word uh, ego is the, the small voice in our head which tells us that we are a certain type of person. Would you agree with that? Not entirely. So as I have come to understand over the past couple of years or so, the ego is really and truly the part of you that sees yourself as separate from other people separate in what way well just for instance like i'm kieran and you're joe okay for instance that i'm one person and you're another person that is actually kind of the ego and then as a result of having an ego then you can run into all sorts of hardships by basically does that girl like me will that girl person think i'm good enough etc by comparing yourself to other people but ultimately it starts with the concept of being separate from other people so for instance if you take a psychedelic substance like a ayahuasca or something like that or mushrooms if people have enough they can experience something which is called ego death which is horrendously painful because the boundaries of who you are as a person kind of fade away into nothing and you kind of lose your ability to identify with yourself as yourself and being separate from other people and people will find that very 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 traumatizing at first but apparently it's just uh, like complete bliss afterwards because you feel this union and connection with all things so yeah as i understand it the word ego it kind of means two things there's like the way people mean it nowadays when they say oh he's got such a big ego which is this guy's arrogant and he's an arsehole and as a result we don't like him but then there's also the self or identifying with the self so to speak would you describe it as enlightenment ego death it's hard to describe because from what i have seen you need an ego to some degree because your ego is literally the thing that keeps you thinking that you're you. So now we're going to get a little bit metaphysical now. <laughs> we are going to get slightly metaphysical. But from some things that I've read over the years, right? I've done quite a bit of reading, which implies a notion that we're all spiritual beings inhabiting physical bodies for a transitory time on Earth. And that all of us are actually one. You know what? We're getting a bit deep. Okay, fucking screw it. It's kind of like this. This is what I've read from multiple sources. All of us are actually one. We're all actually the same entity. 
we're all like immortal spiritual beings but we're living lives in human bodies however the thing that we have that kind of classifies us that classifies me as me or you as you or your dog from as being your dog is essentially this false ego that you have wrapped around yourself during your time on earth and that your ego is the reason why one person sees himself as one person or sees himself as another now you can transcend your ego to a degree but as i understand while you're basically here you can't ever really get rid of it because your ego is ultimately the thing that keeps you being you you can lessen its impact or you can rein it under control but i don't think you can get rid of it until you actually die okay that's that's super interesting so i reckon we're going to have perhaps a difference of opinion because the argument that i wanted to present to the listeners today is that although the ego acts like your friends because most often one of the most common voices that it will tell you is that you're a really cool guy joe he is super everyone likes you you don't look stupid you don't fail at things and you definitely don't embarrass yourself in front of other people because you're way too awesome for that and not always that but just it tells you that you're the sort of person who does do this and doesn't do this but actually that's all bullshit that's just something that you've created in your mind it's not actually the truth nothing that you've done in the past is you and nothing that you're looking to do in the future is you you're just inhabiting this body and everything else this image that you've created yourself is exactly that it's completely fabricated and it doesn't serve you at all i do agree with all of that though i don't i don't disagree with that just to say a lot of this is i've just finished the book called the power of now which i know you've read as well kieran and i told you that i read it and you were very surprised so i think perhaps to simplify things for anyone who's never read a spiritual text (laughs) like (laughs) like you and i have so this is a a simple version of of the argue that i want to present like i said the ego is a voice inside your head it tells you you're a certain type of person you're a cool guy who doesn't look stupid who doesn't fail doesn't embarrass himself but when does that voice pipe up it pipes up a lot in situations that scare us and it almost acts as a a disguise for what is actually fear so let's use the example of karaoke all right everyone is taking their their time to sing some cheesy pop song from britney spears or taylor swift but your ego says you're not the sort of person that does that you're not gonna look stupid in front of all these people you're not gonna embarrass yourself all right is that just fear is that just fear perhaps not the best example so let's use another one there's a pretty girl in a nightclub she's in a group of four or five people what you're actually feeling is fear to talk to her but what ego will say to you is you're not the sort of guy that gets laughed at by this massive group of people you're not the sort of person who puts himself in a situation where he could be embarrassed like that i don't disagree with anything you're saying just so we're clear i do agree that the ego can basically do that but what i'm what i was saying earlier is that from what i have seen everybody has an ego so for instance let's say you have a guy who says he sees that group of girl that girl who's surrounded by the group of guys and he's like i'm gonna go over there now his ego is saying to him you're a great guy and they're gonna love you 
Like you can't really get away from it. Like your ego itself is just the thing that identifies you as who you are or however it is that you're deciding to be. Now you said that you can change who you are and that ultimately your ego isn't really true because you're just you and you can be anything you want, which I fantastic, you know, which I a thousand percent agree. But I don't think you can actually be a person alive and not actually have an ego because I think the ego is the thing that is set up either through some random act of evolution or from some deliberate conscious design to help you orient yourself while you're here. So, you know, you're here and you decide who you want to be and it's like, oh, I'm I'm a guy who travels the world and I write and I meet women in Thailand. That is me. Or I'm a homeless, worthless person who no one cares about. Or I'm this hot, beautiful girl and I take pictures of my ass on Instagram. I don't I don't think you can not have one because when you don't have one, then that's basically being in the middle of an ayahuasca trip and actually feeling like you're merged with the whole universe and you'd have no idea where you stop and the world starts because everything's just one. If you see. Is it helpful to have one? If you're someone who is looking to have great success in life. In order to achieve a bit of success, there's a little bit of ego that kind of goes in there. But when I say ego, I mean ego in the traditional sense. Ego in the, huh, I can do this. Huh, I have an ego. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Usain Bolt. I'm the fastest man in the world. He, that guy has to have some ego in the traditional sense. I don't believe that he just gets up every day and runs and it's just his soul expressing himself and in no way in the back of his mind is he pushing himself to be better than other people i doubt it mm. he's the fastest man on the planet there has to be some ego there. otherwise how does he have the the drive to become the fastest guy without that that's what i'm saying yeah that's, that's, yeah i mean i don't know but if i had to guess if there was like a gun to my head i'd say you know there has to be some but then it's like I guess you have to temper it. So let me ask you this then. So you did your challenge, 100 women in 50 days, where you would put yourself in potentially embarrassing situations by approaching two women every day for 50 days straight in unorthodox situations in public. Potentially, your ego could have been playing against you in situations like that by saying... Kieran, you are not the sort of person that does this and makes yourself look stupid. Is that something that you experienced? Every freaking day, without fail. <laughs> Explain how it was the ego involved and and not fear. Oh, well, you see, the thing is, I think the ego is linked to fear, though. Go on, explain what was going through your head then, every freaking day. I'll, I'll give you an example of one day. So I'd wake up one day, it's OK, I've woken up, great. <laughs> great, great start. <laughs> yeah great great <laughs> all right all right i'm, I'm awake <laughs> then at some point if i'm going to be honest with you i would have like that feeling oh okay i've got to do two approaches today and then it's like hmm also everybody on my facebook knows i'm doing this so if i don't actually do it they're all gonna know that i i you know i gave up so then to be honest with you i would be walking through the streets this was especially true in the earlier days, like the later days of the challenge is kind of lightened up. But anyway, I'd be walking through the streets and I'm constantly scanning for girls, constantly. And then also it's like the girl, I'm trying to find a girl that's pretty enough as well. 
And you'd be surprised how hard it is to find a pretty girl when you're actively looking for pretty girls. Actually, I suppose you know because you go out and do approaches. So then it's like you see a girl and it's like, hmm, is she good looking enough? Uh, you know what? Maybe. No, I don't think she actually is. And then you feel like an arsehole for actually just judging this poor girl. who's just walking, her, walking around on it, doing her day to day business. Stuff like that again and again and again. And then you see someone and then it's like this girl is with her. She's with a guy. Now, who is this guy? Is this is it a dad? Is it like a colleague from work? You know, then you think, oh, should I do it? Should I not? Oh, maybe I won't. He go, no, no, no. Well, I actually should, etc., etc. But the point is, my brain, my ego was telling me stuff all the time, literally just it all the time. And the only thing I could do was just ignore it and just, you know, do it anyway. So for a, a good example being that there was a day, I forget which day it was now, but I was in a Starbucks and it was it was kind of full but quiet it was kind of full but quiet and there was some girl who was sitting on her own and i wanted to talk to her and then there was a man sitting next to her now i knew this man wasn't with her but at the same time it was so quiet that if i went up and spoke he was gonna hear what i was gonna say you know and there's like oh 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 but at that moment, I remember I just saying, you know, screw you, ego. I'm doing it anyway. Just just shut up. Just leave me alone. So then I went over there. And then coincidentally, now this is what I mean about the ego. It's a weird thing. I went over and I spoke to this girl. And her eyes lit up. Like, the only thing I can imagine is that she saw me beforehand and thought, oh, I really like this guy. I hope he talks to me. So that when I spoke to her, she was like, oh, yes, he actually spoke to me. I think that must have been what she was thinking. But I then sit down and talk to her for about half an hour now, right? And the guy who was sitting to the left of her or to the right of her, wherever, he could see the whole conversation. So it's an interesting thing now. So while before my ego was worried about me being a loser, when I was talking to her and the girl absolutely loved me, right? Loved me to the core. And that guy could see. Then all of a sudden, my ego's like, yep, Kieran, you're the man. You're awesome. You're amazing. And haha, that guy's looking at you, but he doesn't have the courage to do the thing that you actually have the courage to do because, you know, you're more alpha than he is. But it was just nonstop chatter. Nonstop. In an ideal world, I would be just walking along, like completely in the moment. You know, just listening to the wind blowing in the breeze or admiring the sunshine. And then I would see someone and then find myself talking to her without even realising. Without even real, we just found myself talking to her. And wow, now I'm in this amazing conversation. But nah, that's <laughs> that's not actually how it went down. It's interesting, um, that, that little point at the end, because... That is, um, we have confidence coaching material, both of us do, and, and that's what we teach guys who are trying to meet women, is when they see one, you need to get in there before the, before the voice in your head starts talking you out of it, right? So I, I know in this challenge, you had some girls that would just flat out reject you, right? And then you had to post about that on your blog. So how did your ego feel about that? You know what? My ego didn't really mind posting about the rejections as long as I had enough successes as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was like, I remember there was a day when 
if a girl was like particularly rude or something like that i i mean to be fair that only happened once and i was on like the first day really other than that like there's a few girls who just kind of walked off without saying anything or i never had anything particularly bad besides this one girl in the first or second or third day who said why would i talk to you and i said something like oh because i like the look of you words to that effect and then she just turned around and walked off (laughs) which yeah kind of kind of hurt my feelings (laughs) i I was so polite i was so polite (laughs) but yeah she she just had no time for what i was offering but anyway point being though i don't really mind writing about the see this is it though because like if we're talking about my ego right this truth is this my ego realized that really and truly as long as i was successful like one in four or one in five times i would actually be fine like i i did actually realize that and i i generally was if you average it out you would say he was quote unquote successful maybe one in four or one in five times so I didn't mind writing about the failures per se, except for like if I had too many failures in a row, then it's like, oh my God, now I've got to keep posting about this. So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh... But I didn't mind the individual quote unquote failures, not really, no. Did you encourage other people to start a similar challenge? I think there were a couple who said. All the time. Yeah. So what about those guys? What if they what if they started off and the first few days were quite rough? What what would your advice to the to them be? Probably to forget your ego, right? And just and just keep going and keep improving. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a number of things you can do really. You know, your ego is the part of you that wants to focus on your performance, so to speak. But you can also just focus on like like you said like improving and getting better and just being happy with yourself for the fact that you're actually doing it and realizing that every step you take takes you one step closer to your goal yeah you know you don't you don't have to focus on the quote-unquote success so to speak which is what i was trying to do one thousand percent and as a result i never actually logged how many you know successes or dates or numbers or whatever i got yeah that's good um it's a bit like i'll I'll use another metaphorical example like if you're um if you're gonna try and start like maybe like a youtube channel or start your own business um how many people start i guess maybe they've run out of money but they they stop i think a lot of people because their ego can't take the failure they can't take looking silly and failing in front of their friends like say if they they did a startup right and then it it all turned to shit and then they had to go back to an office job for a while um would they have the courage to learn from their mistakes and launch another business i think a few people wouldn't because the ego can't take uh, looking stupid and, and failing again in front of other people. A lot of it to do is with other people's perception, I think. And I can't think of many situations where worrying about that is helpful. So what do you think people should do in those situations? Because from what I can see, there's kind of two options. How can I put this? You can have, let's say you have some failure occur. 
you can either treat the failure like a baby who doesn't actually realize it's failed like it's tried to get up and walk it's fallen over and it doesn't have any judgments about it it's just carrying on i guess you could say babies have very little ego in that regard or you could grit your teeth like a boxer is almost been knocked out and has to find that resolve to beat his opponent and go and keep going anyway if you see what i mean but the second one involves ego in my opinion like you know gritting your teeth and and fighting through i think there's a lot of ego there although it can help you to get to your goal or the first one seems to have no ego but also could get you to your goal as well so which one do you think would be best yeah so i think whatever your um goal is that you're trying to achieve your long-term goal you almost always are going to have to to fail a bunch of times and learn a lot of lessons before you reach mastery or get to whatever level of success that you want to do um the key is to accept that that is the case right and not to um have any attachment or or any thoughts about what does this mean for me what does this mean for little old me and um just to focus 100 on the process and to not have any ego um saying that you're too cool to fail and also not to have any ego being like uh oh i'm so fucking awesome for succeeding because that's not always um gonna be that way right so it's just setting you up for a fall later down the line yeah so what happens kieran if you saw 90 of the 100 girls that you spoke to they all love you right and you are now developing an ego and your confidence um is based solely on other people's opinions of you but then the next 90 they don't like you how are you going to feel afterwards right it's not good well terrible obviously. yeah because you are basing your personality over something that is actually is it's fictional in a way because that's not you that's just the way that certain people have reacted to you in the past right not good and it's not always sustainable yeah yeah i've had i've had that happen in the past as well what have you had you know like being far too excited if some girl gave me a number and then being far too miserable if it didn't work yeah you know i've have definitely experienced that in the past i remember some years ago i was out with some guy and I'd, I don't know, maybe I'd done a few approaches and nothing happened, I, I can't remember. But anyway, I did one and then it was quote-unquote successful. And I was like punching the air and, you know, posing and everything. And he said, mate, just, you know, calm down a bit. Don't get too invested in it. Yeah. He said, don't get too invested because if you're too invested, then, yeah, if it doesn't work, if she doesn't like you, then you're going to be, you know, torn apart it's true it's not helpful and some people they've got this image of themselves regardless of whether it's true that they're an absolute pimp right they got um janice from hr's phone number a year ago right so they're an absolute player but they won't even try to um to to speak to any other women because if they do and it doesn't work then that image he's posted of himself is threatened are you with me 
thousand percent. Same with anything. So someone, thousand percent. Yeah, so someone thinks that they are their image of themselves. They are the cool person in um, their friendship group, right? They're the person that everyone else looks up to. So, is it conceivable that their ego will stop them trying new things? because they're going to look silly and they might fail and they won't be as cool or to hang out with more successful better people where they're no longer although it would be better for them in the long run they're no longer the cool person in the group right absolutely not good for them but i'm sure it would happen a lot of times i feel like a lot of people are scared to move to london because um of that sort of thing where it's like oh they've got this image as like the fucking cool person who um everyone knows in their cool town or their small town in shropshire or wherever the country people live um and even if they were offered a great opportunity to advance their career and their life in like a big city i think a lot of people wouldn't take it even though it's objectively the best thing so to anybody out there who is thinking about doing something and you're kind of scared and it's like, oh, I don't know, you know, should I move to London? Should I move to Miami? I don't know, because I'm out here in rural Arkansas and it's safe and whatnot and I know how to exist in Arkansas and, oh dear, what happens when I go to Miami and there's all the hot girls and, oh no, that's horrible. It's terrifying. Well, you just basically need to... Ask yourself, do you want to look back in three, four, five years' time on the thing that you could have done that you feel like you should have done but you actually never did do and then feel like maybe it's too late, you know? Take the chance. Oh, another thing as well. Another thing. So something I was reading, and I guess this is quite closely related to what we're saying, but your brain doesn't care about you being happy at all. It really doesn't. Your brain only really cares about keeping you safe, which I guess probably plays into the ego some a bit as well. But what that basically means is, you know, the way that you live your life right now, your brain thinks to itself, okay, I understand this. I work in finance and I have a job as a financier or whatever. And I know this and I get this and I understand this life. Now, the idea of leaving and doing something else that is potential what's the word i'm looking for potential death basically like in your brain your brain actually thinks you could possibly die by doing it it really thinks that's possible and because of that it will try to keep you away from it your brain just wants you to do what is familiar and safe and that won't harm your physical you know your physical not freedom safety basically won't harm you in any way physically and anything that is unknown it moves away from but often those things that are unknown that you're inherently moving away from because of you know fear and ego well those are the things that you actually really want and really need your thoughts and your emotions they're separate from you they're not you so it's a really useful skill to be able to to separate yourself from those yeah i i think that's true i do think it's true because sometimes have you actually i've got a question for you joe have you ever been like i don't know standing around doing whatever and then you realize that you're a person trapped in your head with your own thoughts and it gets really weird and you go who the hell am i talking to 
Like, um, you're thinking something in your head and you're like, who the hell is that? It happens yeah. to me like about once every two years for about once every two years for my whole life. I'll be just doing something and I get stopped in my tracks by the realization that I'm alone in my head. And I'm like, who the hell is he? And it freaks me out for about 30 seconds, but then it fades away and it doesn't happen again for another couple of years. <laughs> okay, I guess that's just me. Uh, no, I'm laughing because, like, um, obviously we, we've probably, everyone listening as well has experienced, like, um, the voice in their head talking to them, um, but they, they've, they've separated themselves from it, which is what you're saying is, has happened, yeah? So it's like there's... Kieran's voice and then there's Kieran that's what you're saying and when when you realise that uh, when it's in that moment where you feel separate it feels really surreal and strange is that what is that what you're saying I I guess yeah I'm not even too sure how to describe it to be honest with you I'm not too sure I guess that is probably it the only way I can been able to put it into words and this has been happening for my whole life mind you like every couple of years since i was about seven is that in that moment i realize that i'm a thinking person inside my own head and i go who the hell is that yeah. so i i yeah i guess actually i guess it must be my thoughts becoming aware of the you know the thinker behind it yes and let me transition into this this is what i wanted to talk about next before we go into ways that you can kill your ego if you want to do that okay so um yes because the biggest proof ever that your thoughts and emotions are separate from you are the fact that sometimes you have thoughts that you're a piece of shit right you have negative thoughts right so when you asked me oh doesn't it feel weird when you hear like some voice talking to you in your head it doesn't feel weird to me i like it because my voice is like <laughs> joe you're so funny joe you're the best but it never it didn't always used to be that way right um uh definitely that there's been periods in my life where the voice has been like joe you can't do that you you are not the sort of person who can have success you're not the sort of person who deserves happiness right um and if that's not the biggest proof that your thoughts and emotions aren't a part of you because why would you consciously choose to have those thoughts right um and this is the 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 point that i want to um get around to is that although i said one of the most common things that your ego says is that you are far too cool and uh interesting and popular to risk embarrassing yourselves also there's another type of ego voice which tells you that you're a victim okay it's not your fault the reason that you're um you don't have what you want the reason you're unhappy is because you're a victim you're a victim because you were short you're a victim because your dad ran away when you were um little or whatever and again this isn't you this is just an image that you have portrayed on yourself okay um another example which we've both heard a lot from other people guys like me don't get the prettiest girls girls don't like guys like me okay which is um absolute rubbish right because you can choose what sort of guy that you are right um you have just decided and it's almost an excuse again to protect yourself 
from the fear of changing and going into the unknown and embarking on different behaviours that you're not used to, is that's difficult. <laughs> the, the, the ego doesn't want to do that because it doesn't care if you're happy or not, right? Like you said. So it just says, guys like me, I'm a victim, all right? And I was just dealt a bad hand and you are the sort of guy that is never going to happen for. And that's ego as well. And it's negative ego. And there's a sort of comfort in having that, that, that feeling that it's not your fault, even though I guess it is always your fault if you don't want, have what you want um, financially or just happiness or with, you don't have the relationships you want because we're all born as humans and there are plenty of people who have the disadvantages that your ego says is holding you back and they've made it anyway. Um, I always I always think back to uh, your friend on Instagram with, uh, he's not your friend, but um, the guy you always talk about with one arm and no legs, right? And he's a uh, fitness fitness model Instagram fitness celebrity guy yeah what's his name Kieran do you know he's got a long name Nick Santanasano yeah, yeah it's him. Nick San- if you type in Nick Santo on Google you'll find him but it's like Nick Santanasano something like that <laughs> did you ever watch wrestling maybe when you was little of course the bad guys always had a big ego they always thought they were the best and that no one could stop them right and then they did get stopped so that's a very common definition of ego is that uh narcissistic and arrogant right but also there's a version which says which says that you're a victim unless you had any other thoughts on this hopefully we have spoke about this enough for you to realize that it's often in your best interests not to listen to this little voice in your head would you agree one thousand percent good that's a high percentage um so what i'd like to what i'd like to um to to transition into is some ideas for how people can not perhaps kill the voices in their heads but in a way shut them up when when they want to and also to to separate themselves and realize that they don't have to listen to their thoughts and emotions if it's not in their best interest to do so the first for me the most obvious one is meditation which i know we are both big fans of but but you more than me so um probably you do a better job of explaining um of how meditation can help uh, numb the ego Okay, meditation. As for how meditation specifically numbs the ego, I'm not 1,000% sure, but I'll try and do my best. But effectively, there's a number of types of meditation that you can do, but what brings them all together is that you're basically focusing your attention. So you focus on something, let's say your breath, and for, let's say you do it for 10 minutes, you take deep breaths, you breathe in, you breathe out, and you're always focusing on your breath, on the air as it slowly comes into your lungs and as it slowly comes out. Now, when you do this for a period of time, eventually your brain will start to get restless because one of the hardest things in the world for people to do is to kind of like sit with themselves. We don't really like to do it, which is why, let's say, if you get people <clears throat> who are at a bus stop and they're on the road, you know, they might whip out their phone and like look at Facebook or something like that, or people are at home watching Netflix because sitting with yourself is pretty painful, a pretty painful thing for most people to do. When you 
Why? I guess because most people have a lot of pain and anxiety that's going on inside them that they're always trying to avoid. And yeah, yeah, when they're not basically patching themselves or when they're not like masking this pain and anxiety with some external stimulus whether it is sex or porn or watching tv or shopping for clothes or whatever then cigarettes alcohol yeah cigarettes alcohol anything anything really when you're not then you have to deal with yourself and then it's like oh but then when you meditate well you're kind of forcing yourself to sit with yourself and the more you sit with yourself the more you come to terms with aspects of yourself which you didn't necessarily realise were there but were always actually really affecting you so then as a result when you come to speak to the pretty girl well you have actually been dealing with that stuff and then there's a certain freeness that you feel which you didn't necessarily feel before so even though you didn't consciously realise you were being bugged down by rubbish well you were and it was affecting you so then once it's gone you're like oh 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 Oh, you know, you feel you feel great. So yeah. that is what I would say about meditation. In my, That's really interesting. Mm. Um, you you've explained the benefits of meditation a couple of times on this podcast before, but you've never done it like that before. So what I thought the main benefit, or what you were going to explain, was how you you re- because you're focusing on not doing thoughts and only your body and your breathing yeah so when the thoughts do pop up and then you like go back to the body that's how you train yourself to separate yourself from your thoughts but what you said there is also it's interesting what thoughts do pop up when you're sat there meditating and it, it helps you come to terms with yourself right yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's basically what I'm saying. It's very interesting. Um, I've been trying to get into it more and more, especially in this spiritual city of Chiang Mai, Thailand. Um, and and while I've been meditating, How's that working out. Um, ah, uh, yeah, it's great, great. I bought the power of now, Kieran. I read it all. <laughs> and um, when um, and I'm going to start yoga, but that's a different topic. Um, when when I've been doing meditation thoughts of a certain person has been popping up and i was just like oh i didn't realize i'd give so, so many shits about that person that's interesting so yeah same another idea that i want to present to the audience um try new things a lot of people get stuck in a rut right and the as as excited as the idea of trying new things might be to them they don't do it for the reasons we explained. They don't want to look silly. They don't want to be a beginner. And um, because that is... Uh, it really um, keeps you humble, right? In a, in a bad way. <laughs> right? Because you could be like the biggest, like, badass rock star with millions of fans. But if you've never skied before, you're going to look like a fucking idiot. Right? And that could be very humbling. Um... But skiing is awesome, and you'll expand your life by doing it the same by learning an instrument that you're really bad at, or by doing anything, right? I'm a massive believer that the, the more things you try, the, the fuller your life will be. But in the same way, it does kill your ego because you look stupid, you fail, you embarrass yourself, and you get used to realising that messing up is not a big deal. And I think that's yeah. really, really important. 
Yeah, further to your point, further to your point. So, what one issue that I personally think a lot of people have is that we've forgotten what it was like to be children. Because there was a time in all of our lives, up until the age of about 10, let's say, when everything was new. I just about remember what that was like. When, like, learning, learning words for the first time and i don't mean like weird esoteric words that no one uses but standard words like i remember when i learned what a virgin was for instance and things like that or like having people tell you about the world and everything is new so when you're young you're just used to the fact that you don't know how to do anything oh what's this basketball how do i play basketball how does that work oh oh, tennis what the hell is that you know and you once you become older it's kind of like you can become conditioned to be like, okay, this is it. I know what the rules of the game are now. This is me. This is the kind of person that I am. This is, again, the ego talking. But I am a writer, and that's what I do. And because I'm a writer, I use my brain. And I don't engage in physical activities like boxing or, I don't know, martial arts or anything like that because I'm a writer and I'm a sophisticated intellectual. But then really, it's actually because you'd be scared because you don't know anything about those things at all. And, oh, no, if I get in the ring and I don't know how to throw a punch or someone punches me in the jaw, oh, no, what will happen? Or what will happen if I try and do a kick in the karate class, but I actually just fail? But when you were younger, everything was new. And because everything was new, you just didn't really care. So people who continue to keep learning stuff, they kind of retain that youthful optimism or that youthful innocence about looking silly hey it's not just activities either it's also points of view like uh, i once heard an opinion that like whoever you are at 30 that's probably gonna be the sort of person that you're gonna be so like if you like the tories you'd probably be a tory forever once you're 30 if you like labor or the green party at 30 probably you're going to be stuck in your ways and you're going to you're going to like them for forever i'd have actually gone a bit younger than that but yeah oh interesting yeah, yeah uh, most people so don't this is really it, Kieran, change after this the age this, of this this type of person that this is who we are <laughs> we're stuck like this forever Kieran. <laughs> never mind <laughs> Yeah, let's just give up, basically. Why are we actually doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why try? But it's, 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 it's a shame. It's a shame. I don't think it's it's for the best to, to be so close-minded to new experiences and also to new points of view. It's a massive shame, I think. And there's no need for it. And it's completely ego-based as well. That's actually the reason why people get offended if you say something they don't agree with because you're threatening people take their, like, their points yes. of view as being like core and fundamental to their personality so when you when you say you don't agree with something that they you know that they when you don't agree with something that they hold true they get very offended because <clears throat> you're not because you're actually attacking them as i found you're out attacking their image of themselves. yeah ah oh, there are some people um who who they're from certain countries where they're like people like me don't go up to women that we're attracted to and and try to uh charm them right and then when we tell them well you can if you want to 
I remember a few times where they they defend that position so hardly, even though it's a position that isn't serving them. Yep. Because and I, I totally understand by telling them that actually you can do whatever you want. <laughs> that's 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 us attacking the image of themselves that they've had for their whole lives. Maybe. Well, think about it. So if I'm not going to walk up to a girl and talk to her, do I want to let myself know that I'm a coward? Or would I like to say that actually, no, I'm not a coward. However, I live in within a structure that just means that that is completely impossible. I would rather yeah. believe that than believe that I'm a coward. Yeah. Or what I said earlier, like, oh, no, you, your brain is brilliant at coming up with excuses to protect the ego. That's another thing. It's so good at that. So it'll just be like, oh, no, you're too cool. Mm to talk to a girl like that you're not uh yeah you're not the sort of person uh you're too busy uh walking to your breakfast whatever whatever it takes to not have the image of you being cool and awesome destroyed it it will just tell you that instead and it's in the real life it's not benefiting you the only way it's benefiting you is in your silly little head anyway um to wrap this up I've got one more which I'll go through really quickly and it's just to hang around with people who are better than you um, I feel like a lot of people especially people who are interested in like self-development content which is probably a lot of most of our audience if not all of them um, they, they understand why it's important to hang out with people who are better than you because you can learn from them and become better yourself but I feel like a lot of people and maybe you've felt like this you can tell me if you have they, they feel really uncomfortable hanging out with people who is like a millionaire maybe or someone who everyone likes talking to whereas you're quite shy or something so that could be quite uh, uncomfortable as well you you can relate to this at all yeah 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 it's definitely something people feel insecure about you know if you get you get a girl who sees herself as a five out of ten She's not uh, gonna feel comfortable hanging out with a nine out of ten. No, she's she's not. She's just not. You know, it's but true. Then, they hang yeah. out in packs. Yeah, and that's do. why. That's why. Yeah, see, that's exactly why. Do you know what? So, yeah. mm. You've blown my mind there, Kieran. I always thought the hot guys always hang out together because they're superficial and they only want hot friends. That's not it, is it? That's nah, not it. It's, not. it's because the, I mean, that, the, it the might playing be part girls, of it, but. Mm. The plain girls don't want to, don't don't want to hang out with them. Yeah, so well, interesting. And in school, in school, all the nerds hang out together. Yeah. I get. I guess maybe that's part of the reason why is because they wouldn't feel comfortable hanging out with the cool kids, even if the cool kids accepted them. Well, it's like this. Let's say you've got a girl. You got a girl, right? And. I don't know, how many girls have you seen who have said things like, oh, look at these Instagram models showing their asses, I'd never do anything like that. I see a lot of girls saying stuff like that, but then those are always girls who, they know that no one wants to see them show their ass on Instagram. They know. But have you ever personally noticed that whenever a girl gets into shape, she starts dressing more revealingly? I've noticed it. Like, I've never seen a girl, like develop like get a good body and then not show it off they always do they always do because once they realize they've got a good body first thing is that 
they go, oh my God, now I get what to be one of those amazing, beautiful girls that everybody worships. Yes, 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 yes. But if they don't look like that, then they need to make themselves feel good. So what they'll say is, no, I would never do anything like that because I'm, you know, I have character or I have class or whatever. But it's actually all BS. But then when they don't look like that, when they look at the girl who does look like that, well, you know, it makes them feel bad because deep down, not even deep down, they actually do wish they looked like that. They do. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to be like the idol of, you know, so many people? Like, it's just, it's a completely natural thing. So I feel like I'm I'm not sure how many plain Jane women we have listening to us, but I think they would never they would hate you for saying that um i'd also say probably yeah, once you true, get though. to the i oh know um once you perhaps once you get up to the like the true perfect tens then they might start dressing down again just to avoid all the fucking attention you, you know what i mean so maybe there's like a bell curve there you know something that's funny right the sorts of things that women can complain about openly that they say they don't like like guys approaching them or whatever and stuff like this you know how many girls i've spoken to privately that say they absolutely love it like love it like with capital letters love it okay love it <laughs> <laughs> like love it <laughs> you know every girlfriend i've ever had right when guys approach them if they come home and they tell me and they're so happy about it yeah they're, they're happy no joe they're happy like yeah. they come home and like ah oh, three guys approached me today <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah. they're not complaining, Chad. Uh, <laughs> <They're not complaining. laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. <laughs> okay, but to, to round off this point, objectively, you will. But but I'm not sure about the girl example. But I guess so. You could uh, again. I don't. I'm out of my depth here. But for the boy example, you could learn how to make more money if you hang out with richer people. Um, you could learn how to be more charismatic and make friends if you hang out with cool people. I suppose you could learn like makeup and clothes and stuff if you hang out with. Uh... Yeah, but you could. But that that's actually not a small deal at all. So if you're a, a five out of ten plain Jane, right? Some girl who's a nine out of ten hot girl. That girl's going to the gym four or five times a week. There's no way she isn't. So you'd be you'd absorb her like her gym mentality. You'd be going to the gym with her, and you would actually be working out more, and you'd be a bit healthier as well. And then yeah, you would yeah. actually develop a better fashion sense and whatnot. Like if like if you get some five out, any girl really and truly can become a seven and a half as long as she's not like physically disabled. Uh. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, as long as there's nothing physically wrong with you, you could. But the point is, yeah, the people you hang out with, like, stuff rubs off. Like, for instance, me and you, I would, if I was, I've got some family members who, if I was spending time with, we wouldn't have created this course. Oh, yeah, the four weeks unstoppable confidence course, which I'm just assuming everyone knows what I'm talking about. But, yeah. yes, yeah. So, yeah, it's the true. people who you're with, it's, it's really true. important. Yeah. Uh, you become the average of the five people you hang out with the most. This is Kieran now. I'm very, very, very sorry, but the recording was cut short. Although, having said that, we were actually at the end of the episode anyway. But yeah, that is it for another episode of the Game Global Podcast. And see you next week. And also, 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 if you like the show, please write us a review on your podcast provider of choice. 
Yo, 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 this is Kieran, and if you feel inspired by everything you just heard, but not quite where you want to be with women, I can help. What you need to do is go to calendly.com forward slash Kieran Callum to book in a free breakthrough session with me. We will speak about where you are right now, what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with, and how to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Calendly.com forward slash C-I-A R-A-N-C-A-L-L-A-M Take it easy. Goodbye, listeners. (laughs) Thank you.